Miamians and listeners from around the world, welcome to another episode of Miami the Global Net. Today's guest, we have Paola Isaac Baraya. She is the Economic Development Specialist for International Trade in the Office of Economic and Small Business Development at Broward County. She will break down the award-winning 11 steps to exporting developed by her office. This step-by-step process is a guide with everything you need to know to help your business export. We will start by getting to know Paola and her office. We will then take a deep dive into the 11 steps. We will finish off with an explanation of what are trade zones and how they can help your business. Also, please remember to subscribe to the podcast and to our newsletter information in the show notes. Welcome to Miami Global Net Podcast, where we showcase the people and organizations that support Miami's international landscape. Learn from local business owners, startups, diplomats, and community leaders. Get to know the tools and services that are out there that help you invest and grow in South Florida. Miami is a true global city where one can live and do business with a global reach. Paola, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. How are you doing today? Thank you. I'm very honored to be here, Alejandro. It's a great honor. Thank you for inviting me. Don't thank you for joining us. It's going to be an interesting conversation today. I'm looking forward to learning about these 11 steps to exporting. But before we do that, we want to get to know you a little bit. So give us some background. Where are you from originally? Thank you. Well, I'm very excited to be here. My name is Paola Isaac Baraya, and uh, I work for Broward County Government, uh, one of the agencies where the Office of Economic and Small Business Development. And uh, I'm going to just give a little bit of background of where I came from and what I do for the county. And then after that, we'll jump into the 11 steps of exporting, which we actually say it's a roadmap to your exporting success. And my role is to promote international trade, but specifically, we want to get more companies to export. And originally, just to give a little bit of background, I'm originally from Canada, and I'm half Italian, half Egyptian. So I spoke four languages. I speak My first language is French, um, French-Canadian, but I did my master's at a Parisian school. So I also speak the classical French. And uh, as well, I have the, it, my mom is Italian, so I speak fluent Italian. And the Spanish is very similar to Italian, as everybody knows. So I got to, you know, perfect my Spanish in Miami and Broward County. And, um, and then I learned a little bit of German and Portuguese. So, and I dabble in English. <laughs> but uh, my background is I did all my studies in Canada. I've been here for 15 years in Florida. So I did my bachelor's degree at McGill University and my master's degree at a school called Autitude Commerciale, which is a, actually a, one of the top management schools in Paris, but they have a division in Montreal. And then um, I've been involved in international trade for like almost 15 years. Um, I've been with the county for eight years. And before that, I was with the public-private partnership for the county. They're called the Greater Fort Lauderdale Alliance, previously called the Broad Alliance. And in Miami, you guys have the Beacon Council. So I was with them for three years, focused on foreign direct investment. Now I actually focus on export promotion, but I still do some foreign direct investment, some international trade policy and strategy, as well as protocol. And then prior to that, I was executive director of the Fort Lauderdale Sister Cities chapter. And I think may, maybe some of your viewers know about uh, Sister Cities is a great organization founded by President Eisenhower after the Second World War to promote, promote friendships between cities. And the city of Fort Lauderdale, we're actually twinned with 18 sister cities. And um, so I was executive director and I got to really 
got to know all of our sister city, but build like international relations with other countries as well. So that's kind of my background. And um, and also last year, just, just wanna to give a little bit of a, a shout out. We received the President's E Award. Now the President's E Award uh, was founded by President Kennedy. And uh, this is just to kind of um, commemorate organizations and companies that have been exporting tremendously. So uh, we were honored to receive in uh, 2019, thanks to the Department of Commerce, we received the President E Award specifically for that program I'm gonna talk about today, the 11 steps to exporting, and also for a conference we do every year, which I think we're gonna talk in another show, the Florida International Trade and Cultural Expo. So that's just a little bit about me. And again, I'm very excited to be here on your show. Perfect. All righty then. So we're going to go over the 11 steps to export your product from Florida to the world. Yes, because we are a gateway to the world. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit through our presentation. So I'm just going to jump right into it. Is that yeah. fine, Alejandro? Let's do it. Let's, let's do it. This is great. Jump into the 11 steps. Yes. I'm sure so, people are glued all, right now. Yeah, no, but I mean, exporting is for everybody. I think like Anybody that's listening to your show, like whether they're already exporting or involved in international trade or not, this is interesting because they could say, oh, you know what? I didn't know this and I could maybe get into exporting. So that's sure. really why we, uh, we created the 11 steps because we want to make it easy for everybody, you know? And I don't know, I'm going to ask you a question, Alejandro. Do you know how many, what is the percentage of businesses that export in the United States? Whoa, whoa. Normally, normally I'm the one asking <laughs> the question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to put you on the spot. What is the percentage of businesses that export from the United States to other countries? Just take a wild guess. Percentage? Oh, how many? Yeah. Oh, it must how many? Be... Yeah, just a percentage. Yeah, one to 100. Yeah. One to 100. Uh, the 80%. 80%. Wow. Okay. Well, actually, it's less than 1%. Can you believe it? So really, you know, this is nationwide and the United States, we're really trying to push exports because that's that's really good for our economy, you know? So, um, so this is why, again, another reason why we're doing this. And also, if you have in your audience small businesses, like uh, 20 employees or less, um, actually 98% of companies that export are small businesses. So, you know, it's not just for the big corporations, even small businesses can get into exporting. They don't have to feel intimidated. And that's what we're here for. Um, I forgot to mention at the beginning, I'm actually with the Broward County Office of Economic and Small Business. And we offer a lot of assistance to the businesses here in, in Florida, precisely in Broward County. But even if they're not in Broward County, they can call us and we can connect them with our, with our sisters in Miami, Dade or Palm Beach or wherever you are with Enterprise Florida. So, uh, but basically um, one of the services that we offer is export assistance. So that's why we have this education program. And at the end, I'm gonna, you know, let people know how they can get involved, you know? But, uh, but right now, basically, I also wanted to say that 95% um, of the purchasing power is outside the United States. So, you know, when, when we are in difficult times, especially like now with COVID, you know, with COVID or recession, um, businesses are suffering right now, as we know. So, um, and, and people say, well, you know, is international trade suffering? Yes, it is, but you could be creative. Right now, e-commerce is booming. 
So you could really be creative. It's just the way that the consumer behavior has changed. So when you look at, when you think 95% of the purchasing power is outside of a country, that's when you realize how important it is to export. Also, South Florida, including Miami, Broward County, Palm Beach, we are really a door of entry and exit for the United States. If you actually look at a map of all the Americas from like Canada to South America, we are really in the middle. Imagine the strategic geographic location that we have. And that's why you, you know, people that live here, they know we represent a gateway to the world. And, and of course, yes, we are a gateway to Latin America and the Caribbean because they're the closest to us, but we also are a gateway to the world. So there's another reason why companies, they have no reason not to get into international trade. And we have access to three major ports, seaports and three major airports. And um, you know, here in Broward County, we have Port Everglades. And Port Everglades really, um, right now we're number one in revenue. We definitely serve all of Central America. So there's a lot of potential to trade through Port Everglades. I know there's a lot of, there's another great port in Miami, Port Miami and the Port of Palm Beach, and there's a lot of great ports in Florida. But Port Everglades, if anybody interested that's listening wants to work with us, the county owns Port Everglades and also the Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport. So we're here, we have all the logistic capabilities. And, and just a little side notes, our port is dredging for the post-Panamax ships. So we're ready to receive, we're gonna be ready soon to receive the, the post-Panamax ships. Also, we added additional berths and we have the intermodal connection where we can bring products from one to seven days to reach 70% of the US population. So logistically, we have all the resources. Go ahead, I think you have a question, Alejandro. Yes, what is a Panama, you said a Panama clip? Post Panama ship. So basically a lot of the cargo ships that were coming the into ships. our ports the, you know, the ships, the container ships, container cargo were of a certain size, but now that they're expanding the Panama Canal, the ships are gonna be much bigger. So, um, so you know, Port Miami, Port Everglades, we're dredging to become deeper so we can accommodate these post-Panamax cargo ships. And also um, we have the foreign trade zones, which I'm not gonna jump into it right now. We're gonna go into 11 steps quickly so that people can, you know, get in and you know get the gist of how to export. And then I'm gonna talk at the end on how they can reach us. And I'm gonna talk about foreign trade zone because that's another really great tool that is available in South Florida and in Broward County. But now let's get to the 11 steps and let's get to step one. What is step one? Okay, so whether you're already exporting or you're new to exporting, the question you need to ask yourself is, am I export ready? Because basically, um, there are some things that you need to prepare to become export ready. Uh, for example, you know, there's, there's a lot of planning and research involved. I don't want to intimidate people, but definitely you need to see if exporting is really for you because exporting is going to require time, it's going to require money, and it's going to require as well travel. I know now it's difficult to travel, but these are all considerations to have. And then what happens is I'm not going to go into all the questions right now, but if there's anybody listening and they want to know, like, you know, how do I determine if I'm export ready? So there are some questions that the Department of Commerce has, has, you know, developed to ask yourself if you're export ready. And I'm going to go through a couple of the questions. There's, there's actually, there are a total of um, 
nine questions. So we're not gonna go into all of them <clears throat> because we have a limited time, but I'm just gonna give some of the major considerations to know if we're export ready, you know? So basically, does your company have a product or services that has been successfully sold in the, in the domestic market? So before you jump into international market, you know, sometimes you meet companies and they're really like startups. They haven't really kind of got the way of the land here in the US. We have to see if a company has, has sold in the domestic market because, you know, like I said before, there could be some example where, you know, you're a startup and then already you're successful in other countries. That's fine. But if you're just, I get a lot of companies coming to see me and they're really at the startup phase. And so they're not really ready. They haven't really kind of had their business plan properly in place, all the things, and they haven't really sold in the domestic market enough to feel comfortable in going into international markets, you know? So international markets should, you know, typically would be a second phase. You know, first you'd have to be comfortable with the domestic market. So that's one thing we look at because when we meet with businesses here, I have to evaluate if they're export ready before I recommend them to Enterprise Florida, which is the state of Florida economic organization. And I've probably had somebody on your show from there that offers additional services trade grants on how to sell, you know, how to export all over the world. And as well, you know, if I want to refer them to Department of Commerce, because they have other great programs for matchmaking. So we try to evaluate if a company is export ready, but I don't want to dwell too much into that right now. I'd like to go right away to step two, because we're going to go into more exciting stuff like, you know, where do I find my clients? You know, <laughs> that's more exciting, you know? So, okay, now you say, yes, I'm ready. Okay, so if you're ready, and then also companies can come and see us to, you know, to find out if they're ready or not. I'll give my contact information at the end. Step two is creating an export marketing plan and budget. So the next step, okay, you're ready, but you want to be more strategic. So for example, we give out samples of export plan and then a company can do their own export plan. We can guide them through doing their export plan. But also the state of Florida, Enterprise Florida that I mentioned before, in collaboration with SBDC, the Small Business Development Center, they offer an export marketing plan grant. And so if there's anybody that's listening that is a Florida manufacturer, or it could be a product or a service. And if their product is produced in the state of Florida and it's at least 51% US content and they're relatively new to export and they have five or more full-time employees, they make sales of 10 million or less, well, 500,000 to 10 million, they can, we can qualify them to get this, this grant. So what does this grant mean? So basically the SBDC is gonna do a thorough export plan for you, like 120 pages. It's amazing. They're going to look at all the best markets. They're going to do like, what is your market strategy to go in international markets? What you need to know, the regulations. So it's a very cool uh, grant. And it's a grant for the SBDC to implement an export plan. So if you have any manufacturers that are listening to your show, then at the end, we're going to give our contact information and they can contact us and we can help them get this grant. How about we do a plug-in right now and we get your information now just in case? I'll put the information in the show notes so people will have access to it directly. Probably that's the best thing. Yeah, I can give my email, our website, and yeah. my phone number on how I'll people add it can there. reach me. 
Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. Now we're at step three. So um, step three is actually the most exciting because it's like, where do I find the international opportunities? That's where, that's what everybody wants to know, actually, where, how can I find international clients? Well, just here in the state of Florida, um, I know now it's a little bit challenging during COVID, but we do a lot of events. We bring international delegation. We actually bring delegation of buyers from all over the world, from different countries. And so um, our office, we organize workshops and webinars. We do a series called doing business with the world. So for example, uh, we have a series like it could be like one time we'll do doing business with the Bahamas. Another time we did doing business with Brazil, doing business with, um, you know, Italy. And there we bring the experts so that people know, okay, what can I export to Italy? What can I export to the Bahamas? What are the key sectors? And also how can I do so? So that's one way for companies to educate themselves on what type of products they can export to those markets. Another great resource is that not many people know, but we have access for free to some research done by the US Department of Commerce. And these are called country commercial guides. Anybody can go to Google and they can write country commercial guides, uh, Bahamas, country commercial guides, Guyana. And then they can find a guide that actually talks about the best prospects of what I can export to those countries. So that's another resource that is free and accessible to us, to all of us, to find out what we can export around the world. And I mentioned already about trade missions. There's two types of trade mission. There's an inbound mission, and that's where we bring the buyers here. We bring a delegation. We had delegations from all over the world came. Even this year during COVID, I had Ecuador, and I had a delegation from Colombia that came and then people can find out, okay, basically, I'm gonna teach you a little secret about exporting. It's all about relationships, okay? It's all about relationships. So when the delegations come here, and I know it's challenging now with COVID, so we can't have networking events, nothing beats a face-to-face -face meeting and building friendship and relationship. That's really what's gonna get your way in into a country, you know? So, um, so basically bringing these delegations here is very strategic and key for us, for Florida. Also, um, not only as a state I've traveled, but also as a county, we can go on what's called an outbound mission. That's when we travel to another country. So most of the time, um, I'm gonna give kudos to Enterprise Florida because they organize some of the best trade missions we have here in the whole United States. And they're usually led by our governor and we go to different countries and we really get to you know, explore what we can sell in those countries, but there's also matchmaking meetings that are organized. So this is the, probably the, the last point I wanna make about international opportunities is that the US Department of Commerce offers a program called the Gold Key. So what is the Gold Key? The Gold Key is I'm gonna match you with your dream customer basically. It's really amazing, but there are some requirements. You have to be a manufacturer, you have to be a US manufacturer, and your product has to be 51% US content. Now, the third requirement is to be export ready, but that's, that's fairly easy because you can come and see us or any organization and you can get export ready, and then you can take advantage of this program. And it's really great because the US Department of Commerce under the US Commercial Service 
they have locations all over the world in the U.S. embassies. And the specialists in the U.S. embassies, the, the, the specialists and the commercial attache, they're the ones who, let's say I go to Mexico and I'm like, well, I want to sell my products to Walmart Mexico. So really, if the U.S. embassy calls Walmart, definitely, you know, you have more chances of getting a meeting with Walmart than if you would do it yourself, you know? So, so it is really a great program, you know? So these are just some examples of, you know, how to tap in some international opportunities. Now you can also reach out to chambers of commerce. We here in Florida, we're very lucky because we have a lot of consulates. Everywhere. We have binational chambers of commerce. We have a great network. And I, I know you've had many on your shows. And we also have what's called AMCHAMs. And AMCHAMs are American chambers of commerce, but they're actually based in the country. So there's like, for example, in, in, in Colombia, they have AMCHAM Bogota, or they have AMCHAM Dominican Republic. And they're there to help American companies sell in those countries. So anybody can also find the contact information for AMCHAM by Googling it. And um, it's really A-M-C-H-A-M, AMCHAMs. So that's another great resources on how to get international uh, opportunities. And then last but not least, um, I'm not gonna talk too much on this show, but we have a, a conference that the county organized and it's been five years, the Florida International Trade and Cultural Expo, which we also called FITSE. Last year, we brought 60 countries. We brought former presidents from Latin America. We had the former president of Ecuador, of Uruguay, of Costa Rica. And we bring delegations of buyers from those 60 countries. And it's like a 2000 people conference and there's a world expo. So this is a great opportunity to build relationships as I mentioned before. We can't announce yet because of due to COVID, we'd like to have it this upcoming year, 2021, but I can't officially announce it yet because we're still evaluating the county if we'll be able to do it towards the end of the year, basically. But it's still a little bit early. But as soon as we know, I'm going to reach out to you, Alejandro, because we want to invite everybody to this conference. We, and we want to do a show on the conference, too, to break it down and, and tell people what they can expect. Exactly. You know, so I'm very excited. And so hopefully we'll get to have it and I'll come back on the show and, and we'll talk about the conference as well. So now that was step three. So now step four basically is I'm not going to dwell too much on step four because it's called protecting your intellectual property. Okay. Mm -hmm. So not every companies have, some companies have patents, they have trademarks, even copyright. So it's just basically what I'm trying to tell people is if you have a patent, trademark, or copyright, or any type of intellectual property in the U.S., it's not going to be applicable in another country. So imagine, especially we think about right away, we think about China. <laughs> then China often copies our products. So, so you have to be careful when you go to other countries and make sure you can actually register your product there and have the, uh, you know, the, the, the trademark over there in those countries. And there are some treaties in place that helps you apply to multiple countries at once. But you know, I'm not gonna go too much into details. Again, you're gonna have my contact information if anybody wants to know about this because it's very specific, they can reach out to my office. So step five and six is about regulation. So this is a little bit of the boring part of exporting, but I have to touch upon it because it's important. And step five is about the US export control. So it's the US part of the regulation. What does that mean? Basically, it just means, okay, do I need an export license? Yes or no. 
So in order to determine that, there's an agency in Washington called the Bureau of Industry and Security. We call it the BIS. And the BIS helps you determine if you need an export license, yes or no. The good news is that most products don't need an export license. And then when you don't need an export license, they have a technical term, they call you EAR99. And that means you don't need an export license. So this, um, the website for BIS, it's, it's actually pretty cool because they have training videos. Uh, they have guides on how to determine if you need an export license or not. And then um, they even have like a roadmap to help you figure it out. And if you're still confused, they have a 1-800 number and believe it or not, they actually pick up the phone <laughs> because you know it's a DC agency, you know? So people think like, oh, I'm gonna call a DC agency and it's gonna be for, no, but they're very helpful. They have a hotline, but I recommend anybody before you call the hotline, know the language. So study a little bit the website, you know, before going and calling them. But okay, so let's say, so we mentioned before, most products don't need an export license. So, but even if you don't need an export license, you still have to be careful because there's basically two or three questions you need to ask yourself. Where is my product being exported to? There's actually countries that we're not allowed to export. There's embargoes, you know? So I'm just gonna name a few like Iran and, you know, Cuba is still closed. So we, and I don't know if it's gonna be open, but, you know, basically North Korea. So these are countries we're not allowed to export at all. And the thing is, I have to warn businesses because if your product ends up there, you can get a fine and even jail time. So it's important to know where your product's being exported. And then, for example, you can export your product to Peru and the next thing you know, it's in Iran and you didn't even know about it. So that's why also our office, when we, when we do our training seminars on this, we tell companies they could put a disclaimer on their invoice and their emails to say that they follow the US export controls. But again, I'm not gonna go too much into details because um, you know, it can get very uh, specific. Now also you ask what countries, what country if, if I'm able to export, yes or no, if I'm authorized, but also who is the end users? There's, a, there's lists of people. And you know, we think about what happened with 9-11. There's lists of people we're not allowed, they're blacklist, we're not allowed to sell to them. So, you know, even a company has to be cognizant to go over these lists and make sure they're not selling to the wrong people for the <clears throat> for the end user and also the end use. And this these measures have been put in place by the US government. This is again to protect us, to protect our country from any terrorist attacks or anything like that. So that's the US export control and anybody can go to the website of Bureau of Industry and Security. Now for the foreign regulations, those vary per country. And I don't know if you remember at the beginning, Alejandro, I talked about the country commercial guides. When you go to the country commercial guides, that's a free guide from the Department of Commerce, which people can find online on Google if they Google it. They can also see in every guide that's gonna talk about the regulations for every country. So that's a good starting point to see like, okay, in the Bahamas, what are the regulations for me to bring my product into the Bahamas? And then from there, if they need more assistance, again, we have our office, we have Enterprise Florida and Department of Commerce that can be of assistance. And that's why we offer, actually, this is why we offer those classes, the doing business with the world, because we really want people to understand 
the regulations in every country, you know, not just the opportunity, but also the regulations, you know? So that's about uh, the foreign regulations. Step seven and eight, okay. So step seven is about shipping and logistics. So at the beginning of the show, I talked about the ports. So we're very blessed here in South Florida because we have amazing ports that can get your products anywhere around the world. What you need to know as a one-on-one on shipping and logistics is you need to know what is an HS code. Every product has a code that helps the product being identified all over the world. And it's called the Harmonized System Code, Schedule B. And the Schedule B number is a 10-digit number. It's used in the United States to classify physical goods for exports to another country. And the Schedule B is based on the International Harmonized System, HS, of six-digit commodity classification code. So it's just basically a code that identifies your product. Now, the, the US Census, they have a website and maybe, you know, we could share some of these links on your, you know, when you put my contact information because the US Census has actually a website where you can find what is your HS code. It's very cool. You just put a keyword, like for example, aircraft parts and engine. And then it asked me a few questions. And then finally I found out that 88 is the HS code for the aircraft part and engine. Actually, is the part for the propellers and the rotors of an airplane. So um, this tool is very practical and it helps you find your HS code. Now, even if you do the research yourself, you always wanna validate it with an expert. And that's why here in Florida, we have freight forwarders and they can help you with that. And um, we're also very lucky because we have the Florida Custom Brokers and Forwarders Association, they're in Miami, and they can help you find a freight forwarder to help you export your product all over the world. And then finally, one thing you, you know, and I'm not gonna go into it this time, but another thing you need to know about exporting is something called an INCO term. And an INCO term is just basically the, the way you're gonna ship your product. So you could do like FOB Miami, Xworks, and that's where, you know, do you take more responsibility as an exporter or the importer receiving your, uh, your product has more responsibility? So. This is a topping in, it, in its own, and I know we have limited time, but again, we'll put some interesting links that I'm gonna share with you if you wanna share with your audience, and they can get information on HS code and INCO terms. Okay, now we're gonna jump into step eight, which is actually another important step because how we're gonna get paid. How are people gonna get, you know? <laughs> getting paid is Where important. is the money? Where is the money? Show me the money, okay. So step eight is the payment method. So basically, how are you going to deal with international clients? So there's basically four types of payment methods that usually exporters use. And the favorite one is cash in advance. Everybody loves cash in advance because basically your, your buyer pays you and then you ship your product. So that's one of the safest ways and for you as an exporter to use. But what happened is sometimes you don't have that option. You have competitors out there. And so, you know, let's say you're, you're selling your products. We mentioned before Walmart Mexico and Walmart says, well, no, we're only going to pay you in 60 days. So now what? So now maybe you don't have the money as a small business. And I'm going to show you a little bit, some tricks at the end, how you can get export financing, but you're going to have to offer some payment terms 
and we call that open account. So that's another method of being paid as an exporter. But you, you know, really exporters use that when they have a major client like Walmart, or they really wanna be competitive out there. So, um, so they don't mind being paid in 30, 60 days, or even 90 days sometimes. And there's other types of method. There's one method um, that I'm not gonna talk about today, but just for people to know, it's called the letter of credit. And the letter of credit, your banks, usually banks can help you with that, but there's some countries like, especially in Asia and China, they prefer dealing with letters of credits. And that really assures that the buyers and the sellers get paid and they get what they promised for, you know? So letters of credit are a good tool to make sure that, you know, you're um, pretty much safe on both and on what you're shipping. Okay, so now I mentioned earlier, let's say you're, you're selling to Walmart, but basically you're like, well, that's too long. I can't wait 60 days to get paid. So you could be eligible for what's called export financing. And again, here in, um, in Florida, we're very lucky because we have the Florida Export Finance Corporation. They're a nonprofit founded by the state of Florida and they, help, they can help you get export financing. Uh, one of the types of export financing that exists is Exim Bank, the Export Import Bank of America. And it's a U US government agency and it's mainly to help manufacturers to get export financing. So there's different types of export financing. There's products even offered by the SBA, the Small Business Administration. There's even export financing offered by the private sector. But again, there, if somebody contacts our office, we can put them in touch with the right people, uh, such as the Florida Export Finance Corporation, which is actually based in Miami as well. And they are our partners and they help us get export financing for small businesses. And then last but not least, I wanna mention credit insurance. What if you're, what if you're afraid of not getting paid? Mm. Let's say you're selling a product anywhere around the world, could be Africa, Europe, Asia, but for whatever reason, your client never pays you. So if you get credit insurance, this is insurance against non-payment. The insurance is actually gonna pay you for what your client was supposed to pay you. So this is very interesting, the credit insurance, and it also falls under the tools and resources from export financing. And then um, that pretty much, you know what, this was step eight, but step 10 is now that you've been through all these steps from one to nine, you want to evaluate your success or the mistakes that you've made. So remember in step two, I told you, you could do an export plan. That's where you yeah. should record. If you, if you made any mistakes, like, you know, okay, there's, there's something I could never do if I ship to, um, to Nigeria. Okay, so in your section on Nigeria and your export plan, you're gonna make sure you, you put that in there so you don't make the same mistake again. And also the successes, because, you know, um, this can help you monitor your success and, and just grow your business. So step 10 is really kind of a self-evaluation of all the steps. And then step 11, which is the last and final step, is new market exploration. So when you go through steps one to 10, usually we recommend you focus on one country. And then once you really know what's your market entry strategy in a country, what you're gonna do, you get the way of the land, then you can bring on a new country. Now there's a lot of companies that mean, yeah, but Paula, I can ship in different countries simultaneously. And I say, I understand that. But that's when you can ship all over the world. But if you wanna be more strategic, 
you know, for example, that France is your number one market, then that's when you really want to open a market for you. You want to have more market share in that country. So that's what we mean when we're being more strategic with the 11 steps to exporting. And that basically concludes our 11 steps. I'm going to end with foreign trade zone. But before that, I want to ask you, Alejandro, what did you think about the 11 steps? I think they're very thorough. And I know that you were holding back because we were trying to shoot a a 30-minute window for, for our listeners. But I, I, I am impressed of the step-to-step process. I think that is, it was very easy for me to understand. I mean, I, normally I would attack you with questions, but it makes sense. I think <laughs> we met the, the goal of what we were trying to do, but I, I like it. I, I was trying to follow along. I try to keep it short and sweet because I know there's much more information we could share, but um, basically we're going to share some useful links, if you don't mind, uh, with my uh, email address. People can reach out to me. And I just want to leave people with one thing that we have here in Florida and that in Broward County we're very proud of. It's called the foreign trade zones. And in Broward County, we have two foreign trade zones. We have number 25 and number 241. And why, why are they numbered? Because in the U.S. system, foreign trade zones here in the United States are numbered. And as you can imagine, number 25 is one of the oldest foreign trade zones. And it's located at Port Everglades. Number 241 is actually located at the executive airport of Fort Lauderdale. So number 25 is actually under our jurisdiction under the county, Broward County. And number 241 is under the city of Fort Lauderdale. But whichever one you decide to pick, you can come in and you know somebody can reach out to me. And I just wanna mention the main, what is the benefit of a foreign trade zone? Well, when you're in a foreign trade zone, you're in international land, you're not in the US. So basically, if you're importing products from anywhere around the world where we don't have a free trade agreement, initially when those products are coming in the zone, you don't pay the US import tariff. Now in the zone, you can do many things. You can assemble product, you can manufacture, you can even destroy perishables. You know, it's, it's more costly to return bananas to a country and then, and then you avoid paying the US import tariff for those bananas that you imported, for example. And then if you re-export the products from the zone to another country, you will never pay the U.S. import tariff. If you sell your products in the U.S., we call that deferring the import tariff. So you can keep the inventory into the, into the zone up until you sell it. And then when you're ready to sell it, it comes out of the zone. It touches U.S. land. And that's when you pay the, the import tariff. But you pay the lower tariff. Like we have a company here, for example, they assemble electric bicycles. And a lot of the parts come from China. So basically when, when the bicycle comes out of the zone, they pay the lower tariff. The part, if the part is lower, they'll pay the part, just the tariff for the part or they'll pay the tariff for the entire bicycle. So this is really the benefit of foreign trade zone. And the beauty of it is in Broward County, anywhere you are in the county, we can designate as a foreign trade zone. So it doesn't matter if you're in Myanmar plantation, we have 31 cities here and we can go there with our port and we can designate and activate your site as a foreign trade zone. So that's another great tool for, oh, wow. for exporters and importers as well. Yeah. So I, I thought it was in a designated area that you needed to be in. So I could have a factory no. anywhere in Broward. You can come and designate a, a foreign trade zone. Yeah. And it's very easy, actually. Like um, with the port, like, I'm just going to give the example of Port Everglades. 
It's a one-time fee of 2,500 administrative activation fee. And then after that, the port is, uh, you become a user and the port streams line the customs process. And every time there's a shipment and you can consolidate shipment, it's, uh, it's you know, something around $36. It varies a little bit every year, but, it's, but that's basically what you need to pay. And then um, to activate or designate a zone, depending if you do manufacturing or not, it takes about 30 to 90 days to get your zone activated. So it, it's a really good program. It's, we use it as an economic development tool and it just really to help the companies to uh, benefit from either avoiding or deferring the import tariff. Yeah. So the foreign mm -hmm. trade zone then helps, helps a lot of importing companies that wanna come to the United States, but also as, as a company here, I could also use them like in the case of the bi bicycles, right? I could be an American Florida company yeah. that brings all my parts from all over the world, assemble them in the trade zone, in the foreign trade zone and then sell them to, to Americans. Exactly, whether you're already a company here in the, you know, in the United States, in Florida, you can get, um, actually you can get an area, not your whole, let's say you have a warehouse, you can get one part of your warehouse designated and activated as a foreign trade zone. And you know, we guide you through the process, the port, we do the analysis. First of all, we try to figure out if it's even worthwhile for you to activate or designate a foreign trade zone. If it is, we do a return on investment analysis. And then from there, if it is, then we come there with the port and we explain to you the process. So it, it's very um, pretty easy and comprehensive. And also for new companies coming in from other countries, uh, we usually attract international companies because we tell them this is a great benefit of being in Florida because you can actually have a foreign trade zone, not everywhere around the world, they let you, um, you know, have that much flexibility when it comes to foreign trade zone designation and activation. So, yeah, absolutely. It's a great benefit. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So the 11 steps, just a little rundown, are for companies here in Florida that want to export to the world. You can count on the team here with Paola to help you through the process if you want to export. And then the trade zones are mainly to help companies to import but depending on what you mm -hmm. do, you could also benefit from them if you're local here, if you're bringing in a lot of your parts or, or, or products. Absolutely, definitely. And, and, you know, I wanted to keep it short and sweet. So, you know, we'll, let, we'll leave my contact information for anybody that yes. wants to reach us and participate in our events. You know, pretty much all our events are free. Now we're going to have a lot of webinars. And then once we're able to actually host live in-person events again, then we look forward to inviting everybody. And hopefully when we do the conference again, we're going to come back on your show and tell them about how they can participate. Great. I think this is great, Paula. Thank you so much for, for giving us this information. I think this episode was packed with information. So don't worry about it, uh, my friends. You could always reach out to Paola. I'll leave her information in the, in the show notes. If you have any questions, I'm sure she'll be happy to respond and to help you through the process. So thank you again, Paula. Thank you. And one last thing I want to say, if people email me, I can actually share a guide. We have the 11 steps to exporting. We actually did a printed guide. Well, it's electronic. So if people send me an email, I can share it with them. So uh, it will be my pleasure. So we'll leave my contact information. And again, thank you, Alejandro. This was really fun and exciting. And, and we hope more companies are going to be interested in exporting after this. <laughs> thank you.